Welcome to the Ad Proficiency Podcast, presented by NerdJam.net. Whether you're a brand new player or a veteran dungeon master, we're here to help you add depth to your game. Today we're talking about strength and its athletic skill. We're going to be taking a deep dive look at skills in their combat, mobility, and utility applications, as well as discussing role-playing and reflavoring opportunities. So strap in and get ready for content. I'm Hunter, I've been a 5th edition player and GM for a couple years, and today I'm joined by Eddie, a fellow DM and player. Eddie, you want to tell us a little bit about your gaming background? Yeah, definitely. I've started with 3.5, progressed into Pathfinder from there, then played some 4th edition, and I've also been playing 5th edition recently as well. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us. We'll go ahead and get started. One quick thing going into this, a unique part of tabletop gaming is the open-endedness of the game mechanics. When a GM creates a world, there's no way their human brain can account for every single detail. Something new players often don't understand right away is that they can make things come into existence by inquiring about them. For instance, your party's in a mansion belonging to some snotty noble you aren't terribly fond of. It occurs to you that there may be a deed to this mansion somewhere in here, but it may not have occurred to your GM. So you say, I'm interested in finding a deed to this mansion. Am I able to find a deed or any paperwork in this desk that suggests where such an article might be found? By expressing interest in a goal and proposing a realistic way to that goal, you've opened up an avenue for your GM to engage you, which a good GM will be thrilled to have provided for them. Even if a deed didn't exist before because it hadn't occurred to your GM, it now suddenly exists somewhere, as if it always had before you ever asked the question. You may not find that deed in that room, but it's out there now. The beauty of skills are their open-endedness. If you can think of an opportunity to apply your skill, explain your goal to the GM and how you would like to go about accomplishing it, and you'll find all sorts of creative and unique ways to engage the game. So with that in mind, we will go ahead and begin with the strength ability score, whose only skill is athletics. Now, I personally consider this one of the most applicable skills. How would you describe athleticism? So athleticism is going to be any content or feat that would involve physical strength or endurance, even like an arm wrestling contest. It can also be being able to pull yourself up a rope, even in the greater abstract, climbing a ladder. So how would you describe the difference between a strength check and an athletics check? So a strength check would be something that anyone could do without any training, trying to break down a door, just running your shoulder into it could probably be a strength check whereas athletics would be something that you have practiced and trained and honed yourself at like throwing a football Mm -hmm. see i've heard this from a lot of dms and the way i have ruled it personally is that instead of restricting the athletic skill to trained athletic activities i use it when a character has a moment to apply thought or precision to their strength check an example of this would be applying force to open a locked door versus running along trying to knock over a heavy obstacles like on the fly as you go. And part of the reason that I do this is because fighters and barbarians don't get many skills and athletics being widely applicable opens up their combat and role play options. And I also kind of just generally think athleticism is generally applicable to most things. With that being said, let's go ahead and jump into combat applications for athletics. The first thing to come to mind for me personally is grappling, which I don't know if grappling rules have changed that much since the older editions. Grapple checks were opposed strength checks in previous editions, usually starting with a attack roll of some type leading into the uh, grapple check, which was a separate skill roll entirely. 
Okay, so the way that it works in 5th edition is it is still an opposed roll. The grappler makes an athletics check, which is opposed by the person who is being grappled's either athletics check or acrobatics check to try and escape. But what grappling somebody does is it sets their movement speed to zero, meaning that they can't go anywhere. This combos very nicely with shoving a creature prone, because if their movement is set to zero, they are unable to stand up from the prone position, which means they are stuck there on the ground, giving everybody around them advantage to hit them in melee combat. A nice thing about this is also that skill checks auto hit, so you can bypass a really high AC if you're not able to actually catch somebody, and it allows for flanking as well. Any thoughts on grappling? Yes, so uh, in several previous editions, you can make different attacks as part of your grapple check, such as a trip attack or disarm, that kind of thing. Uh. And they would be considered part of the roll as well. So when you're grappling someone, then you could also roll to pin, which makes someone helpless, basically. You're completely immobilizing them on the ground as well as... Mm -hmm having the grappled condition, which makes backstabs and coup de grace possible on a completely pinned character. There is still a mechanic like that, okay. but they sort of hide it behind a feat. And feats are, if you don't know, they are small bundles of mechanics, which allow you to customize the way your character plays. There are still options to restrain a creature like that, but you have to invest in it. The pugilist class also has a nice grappling subclass. I would add as a homebrew suggestion to allow forced movement to provoke attacks of opportunity because doing this will add weight to feats like shield master or charger as well as help out your athletics users with that shove action knocking people back or knocking them prone and it adds a little more weight to the party's combat formation as well. For more information on that look up the rules because they're actually pretty interesting. There's a lot of applications for the shove attack. Like yeah. I had mentioned before, you can either knock somebody prone or knock them back five feet. The only real uses I was thinking of this other than the obvious advantage of knocking somebody prone is maybe pushing them from a height, yes. which of course is always an option when you're somewhere up high. And then dragging, as far as grappling goes. If you allow force movement to provoke attacks of opportunity, it unlocks dragging as an option, grappling somebody, and then pulling them through your party, uh, which can be a lot of fun because your whole party gets to attack all at the same time. Anything else for athletics as far as combat goes? I will say that with the drag that I usually like to determine how fast someone would be dragged or how much movement they would get depending mm. on the skill check. I believe the raw is that your movement is just halved okay. outright. Yeah. But just as like a as a flavor, I feel like if you mm -hmm. though depending on how good your skill check is, I feel like on that you may be able to further or even limit that. So yeah, that, I can see that if you like really really ace that grapple. Yeah, totally. Let's take a look at mobility for athletics. What can you do with athletics as far as getting around, getting to places, that sort of thing? I previously mentioned climbing ropes. You can mm -hmm. do that. Any type of climbing. Yeah, I think of like the army of two step jump. Totally. Being able, helping someone else Hel climb Helping up. your allies, yeah. Um, long distance running is going to be an athletics check. Mm -hmm. Any kind of... Swimming? Yes. Jump, well, jumping to a point. There's rules for long jumping, <laughs> but the book specifically lists particularly long jumps as being under the purview of athletics, which is vague and yeah. confusing. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's say long jumps over 10 feet are athletics. Mm -hmm. Particularly far things. If you don't really need that accuracy, uh, throwing a grappling hook for distance if you just need to catch something, jumping through glass, and moving about terrain. An interesting note about using athletics to climb. Uh, you can almost sort of compensate to a certain extent the sneak skill with athletics, because even if your barbarian is not able to sneak past the guards at the front gate, 
they might be able to climb up a wall and sneak through an unguarded chimney or window. That's very true. And that sort of lets you like use that ability in a clever way to kind of work around. They may not do it very quietly. They may not do it very quietly, <laughs> no. But just find a place where nobody's looking. Anything you want to add to mobility? I feel like that was fairly well covered. Athletics is pretty versatile. Oh, definitely. Speaking of versatility, let's look at the utility of athletics. So obviously you can force open doors and chests. Like that's, that's one of your basic strongman imageries. Something that comes to mind for me is blocking doorways or clearing obstacles, moving terrain about in such a way that you're able to create advantages for yourself. Anything else? Trying to force open like a locked door or a chest. Mm -hmm. if you don't have the lock picking skill although i've known plenty of barbarian to just make an attack roll instead just just try and break it yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that makes perfect sense uh speaking of which that was one of my my things is breaking objects or weaponizing heavy objects just like drop a heavy box on somebody's head like think about it like a 60 pound box is fairly easy to pick up but like dropped from 10 feet will oh, yeah. like crush your spine. Oh, totally. Carrying people, unconscious or otherwise. Maybe right, you're just yes. taking a captive if you're or strong. rescuing people. Or rescuing, yes, the, of course. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah. the good side of the, uh, of the alignment chart. That's exactly what I meant. So role play opportunities for athleticism. A fun one that I like to do for some people is that's come up only recently was a flexing contest. Flexing contest. In, a, in my game at home. And I decided, well, let's just make a series of athletics checks to see how muscular everyone is when flexing. How did that situation go? Role play wise, it was entertaining for the entire group. We had a Goliath and a Dragonborn in a large uh, cafeteria setting and hilarity ensued. Interesting. I, I've got down that as far as role playing opportunities, contests of strength, such as that one. Definitely. I feel like there's a lot you can do with this. You can put things on the line. Honor, favors, gold, job opportunities. It's a great way to meet other strong people like yourself. Kind of an icebreaker, flexing contests and such. Jobs and opportunities that you can apply your athleticism to. I can see town guards having this. I can see like woodsmen, that sort of position. What kind of jobs would have very athletic builds just off the top of your head? Construction jobs. Um, there you go. Your your local carpenters. Yeah. Blacksmiths. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of <laughs> course. Most of the craftsmen in D&D &D would probably have a decent athletics check if physical craftsmen. I will say not necessarily uh, ring crafters or scroll crafting, that kind of thing, but... I'm reminded of the performer background. There's a variant called Gladiator where you're able to essentially find housing and stuff by putting on shows at taverns. I can I can see someone walking into a bar and just being like, hey, like I'm gonna, you know, drinks are on whoever loses to me in a wrestling match or something like that. And that sort of gets you places and gets a story moving along. Uh, I've also got that you can add descriptive flavor to your attacks. So like I'm thinking like the mountain from Game of Thrones, there's a scene where he loses his temper and he like like nearly cuts a horse's head off with like a single swing and everyone's just like oh my god that sort of like shock and awe in the crowd would be an engaging moment for everyone to sort of like role play like wow this character's brutality you know the implications of being so athletic how did you become that way 
do you have some sort of athletic specialty? This is where people who are like, yeah, I'm a carpenter or something like that can sort of bring their background in and say like, this is how this skill got developed. So it kind of gives you character background. Exactly. Having a high athletics lets you kind of let you delve into what your character did. Yeah, like maybe your appearance that. is like reflected yeah. or your athleticism rather is uh, reflected, reflected in, your in your appearance. Speaking of which, actually, I have some interesting reflavoring options, other ways to have this athletic skill, but have it not be like the traditional athletics. So perhaps your strength is the result of magic or in like the Iron Man case, we've got nanobots. Perhaps it's a manifestation of will or steam driven mechanisms or assistance from an eldritch entity altogether. And that's sort of like helping you do all these sorts of things is there anything just off the top of your head you want to add to the reflavor list you've got your magic sword that increases your strength Mm -hmm. Um, the magical boon yeah there's so many ways you can go with having the great athletics backgrounds and being able to reflavor it in certain ways like you said in the high tech we have microbots suits mech Mm -hmm. suits that kind of thing uh i like the idea of like a child like a super high athletic score that's attributed to like something paranormal just something like unusual that kind of goes against type a little bit yeah a couple of notes as far as athleticism goes there are some items that lend themselves very nicely to the athletic skill one of them being the almighty crowbar which is a lowly two gold and is actually free with burglars packs and dungeoneers packs while very understated (laughs) the crowbar grants advantage on all strength checks that you can apply this to which is ridiculous it's advantage on command this essentially makes the crowbar a strong man's thieves tools so like you had mentioned opening doors and chess mm-hmm. now you just get advantage just because you just whenever you want just prank those things open also functions as a metal club with a hook i'm reminded of like sly cooper those video games i don't know if you ever played those but definitely just use this hook as like a form of mobility as well a strength character can honestly get really far with this alone but see if your dm will allow you to do some interesting things like wrapping it in cloth to quiet it up a bit the manacles similarly if you're good at grappling clap some of these bad boys on somebody they only cost two gold and it's a whopping 20 dc strength or dex to try and escape from that's kind of hard to beat that's pretty ridiculous and if you throw a second pair around their ankles, that's two DC-20s they have to be to get out of those suckers. Doesn't the, And if you, let's say, clap around both their hands, doesn't that make it even harder to... Would that raise the DC? They would have two DCs. Or you can just, like, throw six on a single person and just see how far they get. Yeah, yeah. that's very true. The portable ram, it's... <laughs> It's funny to me that this item exists in the game, but for a lowly four gold, you get a whopping plus four to a strength check to bash down a door. Additionally, a second person, which usually is a party member, if you're in a party of more than one person, can assist you to grant you advantage on this. So if you're already a strength character, you are getting advantage and you're getting a plus four to knock down a door. If you're a barbarian, just go ahead and carry one of these around with you and you will just have access to anywhere. Lastly is the climber's kit. For 25 gold, it'll likely see less use. But if you are somebody who climbs a lot, this will keep you from falling to your death (laughs) as long as you use an action to hammer in an anchor. So mountaineer kit, basically, if you have a... Basically, yeah. If you're climbing up a wall at night, the thing is you have to actually put an anchor in. So stealth questionably goes out the window unless you've got like a caster with you who's keeping things quiet. In which case you actually, there's a lot you can do with your athletic skill here. So we're seeing lots of... Lots of like mobility, lots of applications to just interacting with your environment in general, lots of items that have a nice synergy with it. But that's it for strength, unless you want to add anything else? No, we covered uh, athletics fairly well. All right, excellent. 
That about wraps it up for our strength show. Be sure to join us next time on Ad Proficiency Podcast to do our dexterity skills. The Ad Proficiency Podcast is brought to you by NerdJam.net and Barcode Media. For more information, check out the links in the description below.